Hi everyone, welcome to Intent. These conversations between myself, Jim Sutton and Steve Rouse about life in general. We try and be honest about our real experiences, the stresses and strains, the joys and celebrations about what's really going on and how that affects us and the world around us. And we start to wonder about whether the faith that we have impacts it at all, or is it just something we keep for a, for a few minutes in the early morning and maybe for an hour and a bit on a Sunday? Could it be that it, it offers us more than we ever allow it to? This week, uh, we, we're kind of, I don't know, we, we've, we've divided and conquered. Steve is off in Essex. He's off at the seaside over there, so he's coming down the line. Uh, the audio might be a little bit fuzzy, but I'm sure you'll get the gist of his wit, wit and wisdom. Um, and so we're, we're going to be talking about work-life balance a little bit and how uh, working remotely offers a whole bunch of opportunities, but uh, maybe there are other things that it's worth bearing in mind as we, we head into this glorious new world. Uh, could it be that, that our faith and the kingdom of God can offer us a way to, to try and make sense of it? Who knows? Who knows? As ever, if you want to join in the conversation, you can find us on Twitter at Intent Talk, or you can ping us an email, ping it through to Jim at ballonbaptist.co.uk. We'd love to hear from you, uh, even particularly if you're going to be trying to, to escape for a bit of time somewhere potentially more sunny, uh, as well as trying to cram in some work while you're there. Um, let us know how you get on, whether it was uh, positive or negative on both fronts, one front, the other front, um, all the all the goings on um yeah we'd love to hear from you but for now here's the chat yeah it must be i don't know because you guys go back to frinton like pretty pretty often and stuff like do you you see it changing or is it is it really trying to be an enclave an enclave enclave I think you see both. You definitely yeah. see both. You, you, because you, we, as you say, our family is where we've come from. I don't know. I've never traced our family back, but this is this is all we've ever known in one sense. Mm. So you know people similarly that have lived like my parents. You know, lived here all their lives, and and friends of theirs have. And so you get that enclave mindset, if that's the word, in terms of. <laughs> I'm going to use that. We're going to start start using it wrong. Enclave, like it's a, it's a nice phrase. But so you get people who really like this happens in a lot of areas of life. They know how it used to be, and they like elements of how it used to be, and they they want it to stay like that. Um, you know, for instance, one of these really weird places where, like, I often say to people if I'm out speaking that I didn't know any different. I thought everybody when you played at your local, you know, tennis club or whatever everyone everyone in, in any other town had to wear whites or whatever when they turned up and there was certain sort of behaviors and stuff and it's that kind of weird do you know, what, do you know, do you know what's going to blow your mind steve not everyone has a tennis club <laughs> <laughs> what what i know <laughs> staggering not everybody does not every town not have a, a grass or thatched <laughs> tennis club that's <laughs> no no <laughs> Oh, no, you're not joking. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my word. <laughs> what kind of world are we living in? Um, but, yeah, so there's that. But then it's interesting that um, and people always used to say to me when I was a teenager, oh, you've got to get out of this place. Like, it's it's a small town. You need all this sort of stuff. And I used to hate hearing that because I loved living here. And then when you come back, you do get people who like to keep it as is. But you also get... Um, 
yeah, you see a lot of change. Yeah, and, and my family influenced that in my thinking in some some ways as well, because mum will say, you know, oh, it's, it's not what it used to be. Or <laughs> <laughs> it's because yeah. they, they, they keep leaving the gates open now. That's the exactly. problem. Like. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, hilarious. So yeah, so like you're 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 working you're working remotely from the seaside. I mean, I'm not sure. Can, can, can you be trusted? Um, exactly. <laughs> in terms of what that looks like. <laughs> but yeah, you, you've headed back there um, to do a bit of work this week um, and, and spend a little bit of time with family while you're doing that and that kind of thing. Um, and, and we were just talking earlier just about like restoring and like the fact that, um, yeah, like Lisa's got a bit of time off and people in and around the town are much more in that kind of August kind of vibe of kind of people just slowing down for summer and enjoying i don't know summer activities and whatever being down at the beach and um i don't know kite surfing paddleboarding whatever um like he, that that kind of refreshment and stuff like do you are you able to tap into that while you work remotely because i think more and more people are, are trying to do that you know to kind of be like okay so what i'll do is i'll go to i'll go here but i know i can still work so i'm going to do some work while i'm elsewhere and try and try and do both things at the same time i think kind of increasingly pe- people will have a go at that i say that knowing that i'm going to try and do that next week we're going to pop down and see my parents who live down in in devon and spend a bit of time with them um and i've got this i've got this plan that i'm going to do some work um around them which i definitely will do but i'm i'm slightly hesitant about I don't know. I, I think I'm just going to end up frustrated that I'm not fully working. I'm not fully not working neither. But I don't know. What's your experience of it? That's, that's a good point. And I think it's, um, it's funny because I talked to a guy in our church last week and he said he'd, he'd done what he called a, a workation. <laughs> and he, he had totally relocated. Um, and it was advertised as a workation in, in Tenerife. So he'd oh. taken all his work gear with him and he'd, he'd gone to a resort that I'm familiar with. And he said, it didn't really work. He said, because you're, you're sat on this beach. And I think when you're sat, your posture is I'm on a beach or in a cafe near the beach. And there's the lovely sea in front of me. My body is saying to me, I'm in, I'm in holiday place. I'm in holiday mode. And yet I was supposed to be doing work. He yeah. said, he said, I don't think I'll ever do a workation again in that, in that oh. extreme form. I, I suppose yeah. for me, I'm in the fortunate position where, well, that's not true. When I think back to the two types of work I've done over the years, both is building work, which by its nature has quieter times of the year. So at certain times of year, if you talk to most builders, unless you tend to work on, well, even on buildings, big building sites, but there are certain points in the year where customers don't really want you knocking their house about or whatever. So it goes very quiet often around December, January. Uh, and that'll be a time when people don't really want a lot done. Um, so it has that seasonality to it. So yeah. we always I, used to. I, I know a few builders who uh, they, they claim they can work remotely as well. You know, you, they're never on site. So <laughs> <laughs> constantly work remote. Yeah, we'll yeah. be around. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. We're there, we're there. It's kind of done. But for us, it was it was quite good because even within that sort of work, and I don't know if this is going to be true of everybody's work, but for, even in that work, it meant that we used to spend those two months, usually back in our, we happened to have a yard where we would spend a lot of time 
cleaning up gear and just pre- prepping for when the work was going to get busy again. Stuff you couldn't do otherwise. And similarly, my, my work now is like that. So summertime work with that other church just goes a bit quiet. So it's good. yeah, it's it's good. And here at Mum and my, I'm staying at Mum and Dad's. The good thing is they've got a little space that's very easy to kind of properly work in. I'm not at the same stage of life you're at. My children are older, so they take care of themselves. You know, I've got to be worrying about that. It is a bit different, but it's that constant feeling of, like you say, you're like you're more well, not not you say, but um, like I I'll work during the morning, go down the beach, see at least I'll be down there, uh, haven't been, been down there all morning. But you you do feel a bit, you're always dealing with guilt. You're always kind of thinking, you know, someone should be watching over your shoulder or whatever. Um, in in what sense, just, what what are you guilty about that, that you I should suppose, just be working? Yeah, I suppose it is that. I suppose it's that. I don't know. Yeah, I, th- I suppose it is that that you're, you you think, oh, I should be accounting for every single minute, and and I've always I really struggled even when I transitioned from building into this sort of work because when I was building, it was such a measurable type of work. Mm. You know, at the end of the day, you you could always see that what you've taken down or what you've put up and you could measure it and you could say oh good i got all of that done today i've always found in the sort of work that we do it's really hard to measure it um and i've always felt like one of the things that i try and do in these quieter periods for example is do some more reading on the topic that i'm you know so i'll read about disciple making or i'll read about church stuff or i read you know whatever it is but i think and you know that I feel guilty about reading because I think this isn't work, is it? But it's part of it. <laughs> yeah, it's part, reading's always worked for me. I find it so hard. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because um, I think I only think that it's going to get harder i mean like even previous to now like there was um a lot of people speaking about sabbath and whatever and well we've spoken a bit about sabbath before so i'm not really too bothered about going down that rabbit hole but um people talking about how sabbath is being lost and people too busy and that kind of thing and almost like the the working remotely thing like you say that um like as people found during covid it's really hard like in, environment is important in terms of knowing what where, knowing where you are helps shape what you do or whatever that kind of like going to an office means that I am here and I am going to do work because I'm here when I'm as a, when I'm at home I am having my dinner because I'm at the table or I'm watching telly because I'm on the sofa or I'm having dinner because I'm on the sofa or whatever um but I mean people were suddenly like I'm on the sofa but I've got my laptop because this is here where I work and then in the evening I'm also on the sofa because I'm looking at a different screen watching telly, but my laptop's next to me. So am I at work? Am I not at work? Should I pick my laptop up? Should I not? Whatever. And then like, it's almost like turning up to 11, taking yourself off down the beach with your laptop as well. It's kind of like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, how, how, how do you kind of draw that distinction of what's going on here? Um, and, and maybe we don't, maybe that's a false dichotomy or whatever, though it's a false kind of, choice or whatever perhaps we it's it's our own fault for siloing stuff i don't know perhaps there's a thought there but um it's it's harder harder to maintain focus almost it makes us even more kind of skittish and not knowing kind of quite where we are at and what we're supposed to be doing and whatever and it could almost talk about how like anxiety is 
increasingly fueled by the time people spend on devices and that kind of thing that kind of like that like you know you like you say about kind of triggering guilt or whatever of like actually what am i doing in this space am i I'm I'm not working now. I am working now. I am working, but I'm going to sneak off for a bit or whatever. You you end up using language like sneak off, um, <laughs> and uh, that kind of thing. That I think it's a, it's a whole it's a whole another wrestle. I think it's going to be a whole another thing because people know that they could go on holiday and that kind of important Zoom call they could still make it happen while they're on holiday. And so if it works for everybody else, why shouldn't we? I mean, it should be a couple of hours on one day or whatever. But I, I think I think that's, I don't know, let's, let's, let's go um, dramatic on it. I think that's insidious, you know, like I think that, that for me, I know that would, that would undermine, if, if I knew that I had an important work call on a Wednesday, I know that leading up to it, I'd, my brain would be focused a little bit on it. And afterwards you'd be, maybe processing what happened in a way that if you didn't have that, you'd just kind of give yourself over to whatever you were doing in the time and place you were. Mm. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be interested to, to try it and that we're going, like I said, we're going down to see my parents in Devon just like during the week. So we we'll be here at the weekend and whatever, but, um, trying to do a bit of work there. But I, I think in myself, it's kind of like, well, how do you, how do you use that space? well what's really going on there and um you you mentioned before like in terms of um i don't know restorative spaces and the things that you, you you're trying to see um i don't know come into being and um you mentioned two little passages one about like um ezekiel and his dry bones and also kind of the that language that's often in the bible in terms of like kind of water and the refreshment of water and um how that kind of reflects kind of god restoring our souls and that kind of thing which are wonderful imagery but it's kind of the kind of like the yes but how kind of thing and yeah um when when you are taking yourself off um with with the intention of maybe there'll be a bit of a chance to restore here or trying in some way to I don't know, just, just recover and put yourself back together and, and just the normality of life using Sabbath practices or whatever. Like, what what does it mean to be dry bones and have breath kind of blown back into you and flesh put on those bones and that kind of thing? What does it mean for God's um, living waters to bring to bring life to us? Yeah, and I think, I think and that's the very point, you know, it's not the very point, but you, you can hear that lovely language or language that helps you perhaps helps you to know where the need is in you. So those two images, mm. the one of Ezekiel, where he gives this, you know, has this prophecy about the people about, you know, and he sees this valley of dry bones and kind of, you, you know, it's a help. You kind of think, oh, yeah, like this area of my life or this area of, you know, just my work, or whatever, just feels like it's dried up at the moment. It feels dry and I feel like, I feel like there's no purpose or life in it. So the imagery is helpful. And maybe at least it kind of highlights or alerts you to the thing. Like, Because I, in listening to it, I was like, oh, yeah, actually, that makes me think about this thing in a helpful way. And similarly, and I was saying to you, you know, similarly, like listening to a song that talks about God's refreshing water or living water and using that kind of language as a way of, describing how god might bring refreshment into our lives as an analogy you think oh like it just you just i just notice in myself think gosh my soul's longing for that at the moment and even if it does that it's it's done something it's, it's served a bit of a purpose and i suppose where what i would 
was not yeah i suppose what i was wrestling with a little bit after that was well then what do i do with that now because because i think in both those things you think um like when we get a chance to just the pace slows down a bit or we get to go on holiday or or we might even if depending on how we might say i'm going to kind of retreat away from things for a bit Mm. but but unless it's what it's got me thinking about is i think unless i I plan that unless I think about, oh, what am I going to listen to while I'm doing that? Or what am I going to read or whatever? What's going to refresh me? And that'll be different things for different people. And, you know, we often talk about we might know what refreshes us physically, for example. So you might say, oh, I just I, I know if I can get to be in the ocean and surf a bit and just be around that kind of environment, it's really refreshing. And I think. Mm-hmm. And that's quite holistic, isn't it? Because it's, I imagine, it's not just because one can't fail to impact the other. If you feel refreshed physically, it often has the impact upon your mental well-being or your emotional well-being and even your spiritual well-being. But what I thought yeah. about in the last couple of days was I thought, I don't, you can equally take a break and choose very poor habits that aren't necessarily dreadful, but they, you could end up after two weeks off just having overeaten drunk too much, not done any activity, and you come back out of that feeling, yeah, maybe physically you've rested to some degree, but you might come out thinking, gosh, man, I just feel like I've I've done, almost done, sounds a bit dramatic, but done harm to myself in some ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas if you thought, hey, how could I, what could I read in this time that's going to refresh me? What could I... Who could I listen? I didn't. You, you see what I mean? But what are the things? I think sometimes you've got to plan those times a little bit more. Mm. Um, well, I think, I it's, think that, it's, yeah. it's that I don't know, like the deliberate nature of it, isn't it? And to to kind of know to know what you're hoping to use the space for. Um, and in some ways, like you 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 remind yourself of that in some way because you you were. Um, I think before we. Before we start recording today, you were quoting from um, Eddie Stobart and his no, it wasn't. He was Ed, Edwin, Edwin and Lily, Lily something. Go on, you. Lillian Harvey. Edwin and Lillian Harvey. And what were they saying? And they wrote, yeah, I can't remember. Which, well, they was, they was wrote. Um, which bit of it were you thinking about? The, there? the bit about the environment and the, the kind of the way you set a sp- it was them, right? Who were saying about space? Yeah, yeah, was... yeah, yeah. So they they wrote this book back in the sixties called I think it's called something like the Daily Challenge of Christian Life or something. But it's it's just one of these like some people will write um, sort of inspirational or devotional material that's a bit pie in the sky, whereas this couple seem to just nail it in terms of it being a bit more kind of down to earth and uh, this particular quote that, that you i think you're referencing it, it says it says this is this guy called henry drummond is the guy they're quoting it says believe in yourself you even you can do some of the work which he that would be god would like done and that unless you do it it will remain undone how are you to begin he says as christ did first he looked at the city then he wept over it and then he died for it. Now that sounds a bit grand, but then he goes on to say this. He brings it right into our everyday. He says, where do you begin? He said, begin where you are. Make that one corner, room, house, office, 
as like heaven as you can. Begin with the paper on the walls. Make that beautiful. With the air, keep it fresh. With the very drains, make them sweet. With the furniture, see that it's see that it be honest. I have no idea what he means by that last bit about furniture <laughs> being honest. Uh, but anyway, but it's, what, I'll tell you where that connected with me. And I don't know if this, I suppose it does connect. I just, I, I really liked the way that that, it just brought me right into thinking, this is where I am right now. How can I, how can I kind of, um, do you think, oh, how would you even say that? Like, I was thinking about where he connect, makes that connection between bringing kind of heaven to earth and thinking, mm. how can you make the space that you're in a place where God can be at work? Yeah. So even if that, because even if, even as I say that, I think maybe that teases it out for us because you think, gosh, I'm I'm in a space that's not even mine. It's my parents' home. But even this morning, so what happened this morning was oh, I'm out and they've got this little summer house in the garden and that's where I'm working. And and my niece who arrived last night, so Brooks, um, what is she, 10? She ran across the garden. I could see her come in and she ran across the garden because I hadn't seen her yet. She gave a big hug and just kind of spent time with me there. And and in some senses, you could say, oh, she's, I think, oh, Brooke, like in my head, oh, man, you've interrupted, like I'm doing some work. Da, 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 da. But actually, I, I, I start to think, hey, Brooke needs to know right now that her uncle, like he's really pleased to see her, wants to listen to what she's been up to, wants to know about what's going on. And even unconsciously now, I kind of look back and I think, I think I did, I think I did all right at kind of making that moment, maybe ten minutes with her, that was just a special moment. You know, mm. she won't think it was special. She'll just, I went and um, you know saw my uncle for ten minutes. But for me, it was like I, I really like to interact with. Her. I don't get to see her very often, so it's that, it's that kind of thing. And I was just, just to not wrap it on, but I, my dad always is telling me about. Um, one of his kind of daily contexts is he takes people to their doctors or hospital appointments or, or other things too. He just drives them. It's part of a local thing that goes on here in Frinton and he loves it. And I'd never thought about like that quote just made me think, gosh, dad, how could you, how could you make your car kind of a little bit like heaven? Like how could you just think about it as an environment that somebody's going to get into that day that you might be able to help them in their refreshing their day, almost mm. in a sense, you be the one that's pouring a bit of the refreshing water on them by, I don't know, whether it's the music you're playing or you've got sweets in the, the you know, in the somewhere that you, where would you keep a sweet in a car? Like in the, <laughs> anywhere. I don't in know. In the sweet place. Or in the sweet place. I think or the car smells one. nice. It's clean. It's whatever that, just the conversation's good. You know, you can, by doing those really ordinary things, you could transform a situation or experience for someone. Does yeah. that make any sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think I think it's, it's applicable across the board, and I think it's applicable in whatever space you're in, um, whether that's in a place where you are kind of like, seeing yourself as being at work in something whether that's in the work that you do or like what your what your dad dad type kind of does um running people around in that but also in in any kind of downtime in kind of like your downtime or resting or whatever if you if your question is like if i am trying to make it a bit more like 
if, if you're seeing yourself as present in the kingdom of God, if you're seeing yourself as kind of being like, how do I make this more like heaven? Then that is both in your work and, and the work that you do, but also in your, in your downtime, because going back to that, um, that quote of a quote of it was it matey drummond was that right hammond yeah henry drummond, drummond. henry drummond not richard hammond henry drummond um, <laughs> different, different quote um it's uh yeah like if you're if you're trying if you're trying to see god as present and making that into into heaven then you're deliberate about what you're doing so that yeah like you say that maybe if you know that you've got downtime down on the beach then you might think, well, what, what does it mean for me to be using this space and this downtime um, to 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 grow, um, or for it to be a bit of heaven? For for some people, that would be that be reading a particular book or listening to a piece of music. But just being aware of how what you bring into that space shapes what you think it's about. Maybe connecting back to what we were saying earlier about maybe tenuously to like environment and how that shapes it. But if you're saying to yourself, yes, I'm going. I'm I'm going to the beach and I'm taking a book which um I'm interested in. I'm not taking it just to to read about work or anything necessarily, but I'm taking it because I I think it might it might help, you know, it might bring some something that'll either bring um a bit of water or a bit of refreshment to me or whatever. Then that that says something about how you're entering into that space. If if you're going down to the beach with a two litre bottle of Lambruni and a massive packet of crisps, then it's kind of like that's that's also telling you something about what you're going into that space to do or whatever. Um, that it 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 shapes your your experience of it, and you could you could almost go down to the beach for two hours. Uh, but what like in in one sense you go down the beach for two hours with with like a book or something or no i keep saying book but it doesn't have to be a book or whatever but whatever you're going down there to do or just enjoy um and you could go down the next day and like you say just kind of like really really pig out on on booze and um unhealthy food or whatever um and from the outside it looks like each day you've just spent two hours at the beach but it's They've done different things to you and in you and through you and and that kind of thing and I think that's it's the same in the same in work you know like whatever you're um, using that that time for if you're looking to make that space a kind of a kingdom space a little part of heaven or whatever however you want to describe it I think that that also communicates at the very least to ourselves and even maybe the hope is that it communicates that to others as well that what we're doing is is for a is for god's glory b it's in some way trying to reveal his his kingdom in heaven to us and to others um but is is fundamentally shaping the way in which we we live our lives yeah and i think i mean part of it i suppose is about you've got to know yourself to somebody i mean you're making me think how often the things that we need to be doing I mean, if, if if we broaden this out slightly in terms of thinking about, you know, we often think about a work-life balance, you know, that... Oh, I'd love to think about it. Yeah, I'd love to think about it. <laughs> have, a, have a think about how lucky <laughs> I don't do anything be. about it. <laughs> I mean, there, and, that's, and, that's, and your reaction is a good point because the reality of life is it's a really challenging thing to strike. It's like a really, it's almost you to the point where, like, if you're stage you're a young parent or just bit works busy whatever we're we're constantly trying to wrestle with that tension in some ways of a, of having a a healthy work-life balance um 
it's not an easy thing. It's not an easy thing to achieve, particularly when going back in our earlier conversation, when no matter what form of work you do, just it's really difficult to unplug nowadays. I think mm. um, it's funny. Even my niece said to me this morning, she's just got literally in the last two two days, she's got a phone. Just so she can connect, you know, when she needs whatever, just connect with her friends, mum and dad or whatever. But she said to me, she's had this thing two days. And she she they arrived late here last night and she said, Oh, she said, Steve, Uncle Steve, I couldn't sleep when I got here. Um, so I was on my phone for a while. And I thought, two days in to having a phone, she's already four. And I said to her, I said, Brooke, just be a little bit, I, I can't remember quite how I said it, I'm not quite as organized, but I said, just be a little bit careful. I said, you don't want to be kind of looking at that screen, just, all, you know, I didn't want to be heavy about it. And I just kind yeah. of said, um, my son, Jack, I said, Jack, obviously her cousin, I said, Jack likes to listen to a bit of music as he drops off to sleep. So I said, maybe try that to try and not, you know, just be staring at the screen. But what I'm saying is, here's a 10 year old girl who's about to enter the world of having the phone where it's really difficult to unplug from that. And we know yeah. with our yeah. work, working lives that we can be, if you, if your work involves emails and all that sort of stuff, it's, and it's really difficult to unplug from that when you're trying to get away from it or just in life, mm. because there's, there's, there's a much more, it seems to me, there's a much more blurred line nowadays between work and, and rest. And like you were saying earlier, I think a lot of people during the last couple of years, or even now, as they try and learn new rhythms of working from home, it's all very well for people to say that who are three and four bedroom houses and they've got spaces to go into to get away, you know, where they can say, this is my office and now I'm going downstairs to be with my family. Mm. For a lot, of, a lot of people, their room that they rent is their office, it is their lounge, it is their bedroom, it's everything. Yeah. And like, a lot of people were getting stressed out because they couldn't find the demarcation between the two places and i think sometimes it's I, was, I went off on one there but i think sometimes it is about sort of knowing yourself to some degree to think what what can i do and sometimes we know the good things that we could do but we just still don't do them mm-hmm. like like for me i don't know one of the things i find helps me just re- rest and recover for some reason i love walking along the edge of the water at the beach and just could walk for miles and miles and miles doing that. And yet you could sit, you could sit back at the off the beach and kind of look at that thing. I like doing that. Yeah. And I, I really enjoy doing that. And I like to recover doing that. But I'm not actually gonna go, I'm not actually making the choice to go and do it. Yeah. I think sometimes you just you've gotta you've gotta Yeah, you've gotta be Yeah, we said I think we said it often in this podcast about discipleship generally, is you've got to be deliberate or intentional about doing some of these things yeah and sometimes that's a bit of a wrestle i find when you're initially trying to rest it's like sometimes you have to really push yourself to do it you almost have to push yourself to rest it's quite a hard thing well that's what they say i mean it's a it's commonwealth games now isn't it and um like what, what i remember somebody who was it um it was like a chris hoy or somebody like a multiple um olympic champion i think um kind of saying that by the time and that, so they were asking a question about what's your what's your training like during the actual games you know like what's your what, what are you doing um and they basically said that when it when it comes down to like a kind of a tournament like that um games like the olympics or the commonwealth games um it's not about who is training the best everyone's been 
everyone's at the top of their game. Everybody's been training the best they can for four years. And they said, who, what, what, what weeds out the champions from the whatevers from the also rounds is how well they rest, how well they're able to rest in that moment to conserve energy, to um, prepare themselves for what is to come because they've done all the hard work. And then it's at that point that, that the kind of rest and recovery is, is is super super important it's not about what you do in terms of your active training but what you do in terms of your active resting and recovery it's interesting the phrase you use there because i talked to i think i don't think we talked about him yet but i've talked to a friend it's the phrase active rest because i talked to a friend yesterday who's into doing um ultra triathlons or ultra marathon type stuff and he said he talked about recovery and he said um usually by day three, he goes back out on the bike. And he said, active recovery, he said, it's so important to mm. recover in your brain. And I think, I wonder what that looks like for, when we're talking about, if you're talking about discipleship, if you're talking about trying to live a particular way, I wonder how, whether there's a, can you think of any kind of parallel to that? I like, think, what's that look like for us then in terms of when you step away or you get, get into a different rhythm for a few weeks or for a little while and you think, what does active rest look? Is it is it that active rest is like I used to think, and I know, when, and I won't take us down the rabbit hole, but like <laughs> any form of rest, whether we wanted to use the term like a Sabbath rest or any form of rest, the thing is what we what I always used to think was rest is equals just me laying on a sofa doing nothing, watching telly. But I know for me, if I do that, I don't actually feel. I might feel elements of rest, but rest is a bit of a different it's a different thing mm. I, I might need to be doing something active that actually causes me to be refreshed more so perhaps that's the thing perhaps this connection between how refreshing the thing is that you're doing yeah 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 it takes you back to your water and everything else mm. definitely i think i think the only thing for it is um we'll all move to frinton we'll shut the gates we'll pretend it's 1953 get on our whites head down to the tennis court or whatever it is <laughs> <laughs> and life will be perfect we'll pretend the rest of the world doesn't exist live in the dream <laughs>thanks so much for listening I wonder if you too have any sort of guilt when you try and take some downtime or rest or refreshment or holiday. Uh, how do you engage with that? Does it take you a while to switch off or not? We'd love to hear what your experience has been or anything that you've learned over the years that maybe could be helpful to, to us or to others. Uh, ping us a message to Intent Talk uh, on Twitter or uh, through email to jim at balanbaptist.co.uk. You can find out more about the Ballon Baptist Church community that myself and Steve uh, are both involved with through our YouTube channel, uh, or you can find us on Instagram at Ballon Baptist. We'll see you next time.